Welcome everybody to the AME Radio Show. I'm your host, Jason Dowd, and I hope 2016 is treating you well. We are into our third week already. I cannot believe the month has gone by so fast, but you know what? That just means we're having fun, right? So I have some great guests for you guys tonight. I have Benita Adele. She is a folk art singer, and I have Christabel Llewellyn, and what she is, she is part of Kinder Jazz. Kinder Jazz really caught my eye because it helps children understand the art of music. And I'm not talking about rap. I'm not talking about rock. I'm talking about classical. I'm talking about jazz. I'm talking about blues. I'm talking about music that you just don't necessarily introduce to children, but they should understand because how important and how amazing it is for their lives. You know, it's a it's a known fact that when when mothers, expecting mothers play classical music for their children while they're in the womb, the children actually have a higher IQ getting out and are usually more creative when they grow up. So, that's the type of stuff that we don't we don't we take for granted that music has such a powerful impact in our lives. And it's it's more than just rap and it's just more than than rock and and death metal. They're so, it's so artistic. Even those are very artistic, but we forget about the classics that made it all possible. So, uh, let me get on to our first guest. All right, everybody, I have on the line with me right now, Benita Adele. She is a musician that combines jazz and R&B with a classic yet updated style to the, to the sounds. And she is coming up with some new songs that we're going to be talking about here. So welcome to the show, Benita, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you, Jason? I'm doing fantastic. So, tell good. Me, Where are you located, anyway? We're in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, lucky you. Nice warm. Although it's warm up here, too. I'm in Philly. <laughs> it's warm up here. I know. It's it's kind of that weird yeah. thing. We're, they're getting all the all the cold spells out west, and we're getting the warm spells over here, which is kind of weird. Yeah, really weird. It's very weird. <laughs> but, but all right. But you know when, it, when it's going to hit, it's going to hit hard. Oh, yeah. They said maybe... End of January, February, March going to be awful. That's right. So, well, yeah. we're, we're getting we're getting our our December cold spell. We're going to go into the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Get your cold spell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry about right. that. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell me how you got into uh, into singing to begin with. Well, I was a little. I was a young girl. I mean, I always could. Thing, you know, like when I was really little, and then in church they put me on a little box, and I'd sing. And I went through grammar school and sang, like the choir. Um, but I was always like in front, because I had a pretty powerful voice um, in high school and that kind of thing. And um, then, you know, I, I got involved with some bands here and there, different kinds, pop, rock, you name it. I think I sang in every band type known to man. You know, I, the only thing I didn't do was like hip-hop, rap, or alt or something, but pretty much most of the genres, you know. I did a lot of uh, swing band, uh, you know, some orchestras, which is kind of cool to have, like, 30 instruments and instrumentalists behind you. That's pretty cool. Um, it's just, you know, I've done many, many different things. Uh, I'm actually a nurse by trade. Uh, I studied, you know, biochem nursing in college, and uh, my minor was voice, though, so I went to the Eastman School of Music for my minor for voice. Mm-hmm. And I learned some piano, and I'm learning the flute, trying to play some of that. Um, so I've always kind of had my hand in music in different ways, you know, different genres and stuff. So that's how I kind of got started. <laughs> What's your favorite ones? My favorite what? What's your favorite genres? Um, I don't know. I, 
I don't really have a favorite. For me to sing, though, perform, I probably, with my style of voice, I probably sound best singing R&B and jazz and light pop, you know, Christian music. I do Christian, too. Um, th- th- those are the things I do best. I can do some rock and roll as long as it's not too heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. So, yeah, those are the things I think I, I like best to sing. Now, jazz and R&B are kind of different from each other. How do you ma- manage to keep it the same style and yet make something flow so you have those two genres on a one particular album? Right. Um, well, R&B isn't so far-fetched from jazz. I mean, a lot of R&B singers do sing jazz songs, like standard jazz standards and stuff, so it's not that far-fetched. The difference between jazz, I think, and R&B is you got a lot of discordant chords in jazz a lot of times where you don't have that in R&B. And also, R&B songs, if you've ever noticed, you might have a line where you have one word. Then you have a line where you're sticking ten words in there. It's almost like you're talking in a song. Mm-hmm. But jazz is not so much like that. It's pretty it's pretty set with the timing, like how many words are in that measure, you know? Right. So, But, but they do combine them sometimes. You know, they, R&B singers do, do have sung a lot of jazz. They started off that way. You know, there's so. a song by, um, there's a song by, uh, what's his name, Bruce Springsteen. And it sounds like he forces all these words that don't even go with the melody. Um, I think it's called, I, I think it's a song, Glory Days. That song always yeah. drives me nuts because it's like, I think it should kind of flow with the song, but it doesn't. So jazz is a little bit more constrictive to that. So it kind of has to go with the beat. I, I would. The, 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 kind of the way you were you were mentioning it. Yeah, it does. It does. R and B is the only thing where, and somebody's playing along with you. It's kind of tough because unless they know you, like if you're playing along yourself, it's because you can slow it down and speed it up in in different spots to go with what you're talking about at the time. But it's hard when you've got somebody accompanying you in R and B, you know, until they get used to the way you sing the song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's different. I also do some blues now. I actually have a blues guitarist I work with. It's just me and him, and sometimes he'll use acoustic, sometimes electric. We do blues. I actually met him when I was in another band that actually dissolved, but he liked my voice and called me up and said, would you be wanting to do some blues with me? I, I would really like to, you know, to do have a, a female to work with again because he'd lost his blues, I guess, um, vocalist a couple of years before. And he really wanted to get back to that, so I said, "Well, okay." I didn't, I didn't really think I could do blues, but it's not so different, really, than jazz or you know, it, it's just uh, the the chords, the riffs, you know, are pretty set in blues. You know, in a lot of blues songs, the riffs are all the same. So it's it's you know, I didn't think I could do it, but I can. I actually can sing blues. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but we true. sound pretty good together, and uh, we're called Aurora Borealis. Which oh, is the cool. northern life. Yeah, it is cool. That's We're pretty cool. cool. He's kind of a biker guy. He's got a lot of tattoos and earrings, and I'm a little more conservative, but it's kind of, we go together. It's kind of interesting, you know, like we're an interesting pair. Mm-hmm. So he's very good guitarist, uh, really good at what he does. And we, we do some good stuff. So, you know, we're, we're doing a little bit of that too. I love female vo- uh, vocalists in the blues. They have that special sound to it that you just don't mm-hmm. get with the guys, yet I think it makes it a little bit more impactful. Um, when, a woman, yeah. when a woman can really hit that, that, that power behind it, man, that just sends chills down my spine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. 
Well, I'm getting there. I'm probably not as, as good as some of the uh, blues people who have been doing it for a long time, but I'm getting there, you know. So it's it's interesting that I can actually sing that genre. But I guess if you're a singer, you know, you can pretty much adapt to most things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be able to. I mean, there are some there. Like I saw Aerosmith do a the a rendition of the national anthem, and I, I everybody said he loved. They loved it. I thought it was the worst thing he ever sang. I'm like, he just does not have <laughs> the voice for the national anthem. I mean, as far as getting down and doing rock and roll, absolutely, but not the no, national anthem. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know a rock and roll artist. Yeah, they 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 probably don't do too many different genres, especially mm-hmm. if they're screaming rock and rollers. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't think they could do jazz, or I don't think they could do... Well, you know, you get an occasional one that will cross over a little bit, but it all depends, you know, what you're looking for in a song. I mean, if you want to make it really weird and different, yeah, you know, have a have a crazy head-banging rock guy sing, like, a jazz song. Okay, you know, it's, like, weird, you know, but, hey, it's different, I guess. It's kind of interesting, the combination, so... Absolutely. But, yeah... Um, when you do jazz, what type of instruments do you usually incorporate with your songs? Is it is the the, the typical like uh, New Orleans style jazz, or is it more of a contemporary jazz? Um, I like to do different instruments in there, but I mean they're they're pretty standard, you know, saxophone or I do like cello a lot. I put some cello in some of my songs. I have a thing for the cello and the oboe. I kind of like them. <laughs> so, and I'm learning the flute. Mm-hmm. That's very hard. I've never played a wind instrument. I never did in school. You know, I was a vocalist or I played piano, so I never really um, learned a wind instrument. And it's very hard. Like the flute's a very hard instrument to play. And my um, instructor, he hates the flute. He plays, you know, clarinet and sax, but he can play the flute, but he doesn't like it. So it's a very hard one. He says, if you, you know, when you learn to play this, you can play, you know, the sax and the clarinet fairly easily. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, but you know, I, I'm getting there but it's a hard instrument to play but it's a nice instrument for a female it's light mm-hmm. kind of kind of mimics almost a female voice sometimes so i i like the flute i kind of like it and you know when you said oboe i had my dad had an oboe when i when uh i was growing up and mm-hmm. the double reed instrument is extremely hard to play i never yes, i yes. could never get a note out of it i could barely blow into this thing it was blowing up my cheeks <laughs> I don't know how people can do that. I mean, I have a lot I of respect. I don't either. A wow, lot. me too. I, 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 well, you know, if you start young, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't start as a kid, you know. So you start older. And, like, for instance, the flute, the amateur is different, you know. And I couldn't get sound out of it for a long time, for months. I'm like, what is wrong? I could get it out of the head when I took it apart. But when I put it back together, I couldn't. And even the breathing, it just takes time. And then some of the lower notes, like the low C and stuff, damn, that's really hard. You can't, you can't really blow hard into that to get that. You gotta kinda just direct it and just blow lightly so you get the low note, you know? It's just, it's, it's much variation in the way you use your mouth and your breathing and everything. It's, it's much harder than people think. They think it's easy, but it's not an easy, none of those are easy instruments at all, you know, until you learn them and then you get comfortable with the, the way you hold it and your breathing patterns and it, it's just not an easy they're not easy instruments really to learn especially when you're an adult mm-hmm. you know but I, I wanted to so. <laughs> <laughs> when i started uh learning to learn uh the the saxophone 
I know the first couple times that I tried it, I would sit there and, and blow into the thing, and it was pretty easy to get the notes out. But I'll tell you, it, when you weren't used to it, you get that blood rush where you get the little spa, you get the little uh, uh, stars in front of your eyes, and you start to feel all yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, because you're hyperventil you're hyperventilating. That's what you're doing. You're, yeah. And and we all we all do that. I do that on the flute for a long time too. I hyperventilate, and I would just get really dizzy, and I could only I was lucky I could make a half hour lesson. You know, I just couldn't do it because I got so winded and i said this is crazy i'm a vocalist i have a huge voice i can hold a note forever but it's just not the same because you're directing your little mouth and your little stream down a little instrument it's like a straw and you're trying to blow through that you know so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not easy it's very difficult Ugh. but i'm glad i'm doing it i think you know maybe another six months here i'll be pretty good at it so i can incorporate that in my song you know, one of the hardest wind instruments I've ever had to come up with is actually a, mm -hmm. a, a harmonica. Um, just because of the fact you got to blow in, blow out, and there's so many different levels to it, that's a hard yes, instrument to play. Yes, in and out. Yes, my dad was a great harmonic player. I, I can play a bit, but i got to say, I, I'm not, I mean, he's really good. But I did buy a chromatic harp. I want to learn that. But that's, Stevie Wonder plays a chromatic harp. Um, that's got kind of, I think it's got sharps and flats in it, whereas the other ones don't. So you can play any key on a chromatic, but you can't really, you have to buy the key of the, the um, harmonica, you know, like they're called harps. So an A harp, a B flat, a C. So you can only play in that key. <laughs> <laughs> so some people, like good, I guess, people who play harmonica blues players and stuff will buy maybe five or six different, you know, keys mm -hmm. to play. But um, I, I like the chromatic one, but I can't find anybody to show me how to use that one. It's different. It's got a slidey on it and everything. It's different. Maybe Stevie Wonder has time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it's very, it is very, um, it, it's very rewarding to be able to play an instrument because it just gives you a sense of accomplishment and it gives you the ability to make art while feeling accomplished. Yes, yes, it does. Well, being a nurse, you know, I kind of straddle two worlds. I mean, I got the scientific side of me. Um, the medical side, very memorization wrote, you know, it's, it's just science. That's, that's what it is, which is nice. But then I, I also have my creative side, and if I didn't have that, I'd be very sad, you know, because I have to do that. So it's just hard because musicians really don't get the medical world. The medical world, the strict medical world really doesn't get musicians, unless they too are musicians or artists or something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are because it's, kind of monotonous sometimes um, medicine in general so it's nice to have that outlet but other people who just don't do that they, they really don't have a clue if you're an artist and you're creative as well mm -hmm. you know so it's nice I mean I like it but it's hard to do both of them together it's difficult you know my hours with nursing are kind of crazy right um, the musician hours are you know they don't get up till later they work later so if I'm doing a day shift um, in nursing, which now I'm mostly on days, uh, it's hard. You got to go to bed earlier. You got to get up really early. So it's just very difficult when you're trying to be a musician as well. Very very hard. Right. It is, and a lot of discipline. A lot of discipline to to yep. juggle the schedules. It, it is. <laughs> now, it sure you... is, and I do animal rescue too. Um, I transport and I do fostering and stuff and networking and. That takes a bit of my time, and I try to tie it in with my music. I've done some benefits for the animals and things like that. 
So I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to do a lot with that. It would be nice if I got a little famous and then people might listen to me about some of the major things going on in the animal rescue world. You know, if you don't have a lot of notoriety, nobody pays attention to you. (laughs) That's right. But you know what? Anybody that steps out there and tries to help out is is definitely important. I, I've rescued three animals myself. I love them to death. They're probably the best things that I've ever gotten with, an, with in form of an animal. And um, I oh. always suggest people to do the same thing. Uh huh. That's great. Good. I'm glad. I know uh, that's good. A lot of people I've talked to on these have actually done that, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy about that. So do you write your own lyrics and your own music, or is that something that you kind of work with other people that, that collate that type of thing? Um, I think we all do a little bit of everything. Uh, I like to write my own stuff, I have to say, and, and perform it. Um, but sometimes, you know, you need some filler songs, so you need to have write with somebody else or do their song. You know, occasional cover song, you know, I'll do. Um, if I like it, I'll just do it my way. I'll change it around a bit, you know, but... Um, I, I prefer doing my own. Mm-hmm. I do write, yeah, I write a fair amount of my stuff. I have a fair amount of original. So. Well, uh, we are just about uh, almost to the end of the interview already, believe it or not. And I want wow. to be able to get into <laughs> what you have coming up and what you are working on right now. Okay, well, uh, the new year bodes well. You know, I'll be working with an, uh, another piano player who's really good. We'll be doing some stuff out there, trying to get some gigs in and around Philly and New York. Um, and then my blues guitarist, who will be doing some things. Uh, I'm, I have a new song. I have a couple new songs. I do some Christian music, too. So I have a Christian song I'm working on, but my other one's almost done. It's kind of a jazzy, poppy song. It's called Bitty Bitty, Bitty Bitty Bay, and it's basically called a modern love affair. You know, it's, it's, a, it's all about how people meet and get together, you know, today. A lot of them go to Match.com or eHarmony, that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, it's all Internet and cell phones and texting. And, you know, so that's all incorporated into there and all just the meeting and the whole date and everything. It's, it's cute. And it talks about the different genres of music. Because um, it's just everything is, it's just all together today. You know, it's not separated. It seems like it's all jumbled together. So there really is no right or wrong in in the music world or anything or dating or <laughs> it seems like anything goes. So this song is kind of like that. But it's cute. It has a cute little rhythm and a catchy, you know, so bitty, bitty bay. That's cool. <laughs> well, yeah, on the lookout for that one. Before we go, we're going to be playing uh, the, the song New Mountain of yours. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and what, inspired you to, to record it okay well i didn't write that one that's one of the few that i've recorded that i didn't like uh that was written by neil mccoy he was a, a country guy actually um in i think nashville or memphis or something he's kind of known neil mccoy not one of his popular songs um you know he's got others but uh somewhat i was recording some other stuff in nashville some of my originals and i needed some filler stuff and uh, you know, this, this uh, pr- uh, producer in the studio suggested that one of this particular song, some others too, but this one, I really liked it. I liked the phrasing. I liked the melody. I liked the premise behind it, which is, you know, basically you can get like um, things thrown at you, but it's like you, it's like a new mountain. You're just going to climb it. 
you know, whenever you get one, another new mountain to climb. So that's basically what I liked about it. it it's an inspirational song. There's, it's, there's no talk about God or Jesus in it, which I don't mind, you know, singing about God and Jesus because I love God and Jesus, but it's sort of just implied in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that you're gonna, you're gonna overcome things and climb this new mountain. So that's, that's why I did it. I picked that song as a filler, but it's turning out to be a very good song for me. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's what that's what it's meant to be. And honestly, that is the story of life. I mean, you, there's always a new mountain to climb. You, there's always something new that's going to that's going to throw itself at you, and you just got to be able to tackle it and and do what you need to do to survive. That's right. Well, especially today, mm-hmm. the way the world is. <laughs> that's right. Well, we are at the end of the interview, so tell everybody how they can find you and uh, listen to okay. music. Okay. Okay. Great. Well. um... You probably got in touch with me through Michael Stover, MTS Management. Uh, and I'm on Shine On Records there. That's the Christian inspirational section of Star One Indie Radio. So I'm on Shine On Records. I'm on Star One Indie Radio, a lot of indie artists. Uh, and um, I'm on there as one of their artists under Benita Dell. You can actually get my music there. You can download it from Amazon and iTunes. And then I'm also on CD Baby. My first two albums are on there. My third one's not on there. I haven't sent that over there yet. But I, that's case, you know, basically on Star One Indie stuff. So I didn't really bother because it's on there. Uh, and I, and I have a website, AdeleMusic.com. You can see some of my stuff in my videos. I, I have to say I've been remiss in updating that. That needs to be updated. So over the holidays, I'm going to be updating that whole website. Uh, and then I'm on Facebook, Benita Adele under the, you know, just a Benita Adele. So you can find me there. So you can find me a lot of places. Well, Benita, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your, your experiences, talking about your music, and uh, I hope that I hope this uh, New Year's going to be great for you. Oh, thank you so much, and I hope so for you too, and I I hope the world <laughs> finds peace, I tell you. <laughs> That's mostly will. what I pray for anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it will if we keep hoping for it. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, keep pushing on and, you know, doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Just basically reaching out to other people and helping them get their music and their words across. That's right. All right. So thank well, you for thank having you. me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on. And, guys, we're going to be listening to her song, New Mountain, playing right now. And after the song, we're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, there's going to be more commentary and, and uh, music. So stay tuned. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends. Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. Hey, this is Jen Lilly from Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to AME Radio Show. All right, everybody, I have on the line with me right now Christabel Llewellyn. She is a part of Kinder Jazz, and this is a really cool organization that helps children understand the different types of music that are out there and helps them appreciate it. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. We're doing really well. Good. So tell me about Kinder Jazz. How did this all come about? Kinder Jazz really was created in response to 
when when we had children, we we wanted to you know every every parent wants to um, introduce their kids to their own culture and their own music and being professional musicians. We wanted our children to to have live music the way we did. But we found that in their generation, there wasn't much live music around, and, music, and children weren't allowed into lots of things where where there was live music. And and um, we thought, well, we'll we'll do something about that. And, and really, Kinder Jazz is is the result of that response. Does Kinder Jazz go into different schools and and train or do any types of uh, extracurricular activities for with the children? We, we've done lots of workshops, it's, it's, but it's mainly it's it's. It's a working jazz orchestra. It's one of the only working jazz orchestras in the world to provide totally live and acoustic music for children not to 12 years old. And where do you guys go to? Do you travel all over the United States and all over the world performing? No, we haven't. Um, we've, we've stayed in Sydney uh, for most of the time, um, but I think we're ready to travel. We're, we're, we're hoping to do a tour of the U.S. Um, in 2016, so that's our next thing. What has been some of the, the responses that you've received from parents or children alike as they've heard your music? There are so many parents and grandparents and, and dads, actually, that bring their children to kindergarten shows, and, and sometimes even teenagers, because if they're learning a saxophone or they're learning a trumpet or a trombone, um, they don't get to see these guys play because they can't, they're not allowed in the club. Obviously, they're underage, but they can come to a King Jazz concert and talk to people, you know, they're, they're idols. After the show, they're up close and personal with them. It, it's a real bridge. Um, you know, it's great for our musicians. We've got 12 musicians, two singers, male and female, um, three saxophones, two trumpets, a trombone, piano, double bass, drums, you know, congos. Um, it really is a rich variety of musical instruments. And, and we're not just... Yeah, we don't teach children anything, but we all I would say is we marinate them in live music. Um, for instance, at one of the shows, um, the trombone player wanted to was getting ready to do his solo, and um, Jessica O'Donoghue, who's our female singer, um, she she was wearing a boa, and one of the feathers in the boa went and you know, floated up into the air, and he kept um, the the feather in the air with his solo, and that was just, you know, that moment in time. It was magical. You know, that doesn't happen with backing tapes and, and, and you know, dancers that, you know, get everyone to do all the same actions and, and that kind of thing. I mean, that has a place as well, but what we do is we're, we're, we're organic. We're, you know, there's nothing manufactured. All music comes from someone's heart and soul, and children really get that. It's complex, and, and parents have said, you know, we didn't think we'd like this because it's you know it, we didn't think our children would get it, but people people forget that you know music is emotion, and we've all got that. So all children get it. The more complex, the better, because children's brains hate to be bored. So it's all it's really well received. Oh, I get that. I get that totally, because I remember the first time I ever went to a, uh, a symphony orchestra, which is up in, uh, I think I saw the Boston Symphony Orchestra. I think they came to the Hartford Civic Center wow. or something like that, and it was so amazing. I, I, I will remember that to this day, and I think it's important for kids to actually learn this type of music, because we're so drowned out by like this R&B and hip-hop, and you know that's not really music. It is music, but it's it's a different type of music, and we're losing what the greats really brought to the table. Absolutely. 
it, it was all about being live and you know that relationship with an audience. Um, just just your instrument and, and you know the audience. We had one of the best memories I've, I've ever had, and it stays with me um, year by year. Is there were there were three or four little boys when we were playing at the opera house, Sydney Opera House, and and they they'd never you know experienced a live orchestra before, and they stood in front of the horns. And, and they were only like four years old. And they closed their eyes and they put their hands out. And they were feeling the, the horns hit them in the face. You know, <laughs> they were feeling the music of their whole body. And their eyes were closed because they were concentrating. Wow. And it was just so beautiful. Now, you guys do jazz, but you also do some other things too. Don't you do like blues and some other types of uh, uh Yes, rhythms? it's really the 20th century. I mean, some blues bebop to swing to you know ballads we've got a, some country songs we've got um a mini opera the pipe piper you know there are stories everything we've got seven albums now teddy bear's picnic is our, our latest one and every single album we try and introduce kids to something different that they would have never heard before um you know gazebo has, has got lots of fairy tales and twisted tales really um and, and a trombone choir. Um, we've got um, a, a CD that's paired um, a classical tuba player um, and our, our con- and our Latin percussionist, Ico Chris, and he plays our plays congas, and he he's intuitive. He he hasn't been to um, you know college to learn music, but he's he can play and and you know. Getting him in in the studio with someone who only reads and doesn't improvise uh, was really interesting, and and getting them to talk to each other and communicate through music was, and what came out of that was absolutely magical, and and you could hear them on the CDs. They they start really tentative, and then it just gets going, and it, and they're exploring you know each other's emotions through through all the music. It's just amazing. You know, I love that you guys do swing because that is one of that's an era that really has kind of passed by. It was just a short lived type of thing, kind of like disco. But the power and, yes. and the ability to get you out there and dance, I've seen people try it in the newer days stuff. I've seen uh, Christina Aguilera do it. I've seen a couple other uh, places do it. They yes. they can do it good, but it's it loses something. And what is that key to make swing po- powerful and fun and just get up out of your seat and dance? Oh, it's the rhythm. Um, definitely. Uh, I've seen kids, you know, I've seen them, you know, they don't necessarily connect with classical music, even though it's a big orchestra and everything. But as soon as there's a beat, kids are up and dancing. And, and, and it's the same with everyone, you know, regardless of your age. It, it's got that, there's no barrier to it. It's, it's really amazing to watch. Hmm. I first got introduced to swing. It was when we watched the Swing Kids, and I was in. Oh, I was, I'm going to say probably sixth grade. And when I saw that movie, not only was it an impactful movie of World War II and and how the kids were acting back then, but the music was just so powerful. And it has been one of my favorite genres ever since I've heard it. There's nothing like a, a swing band. It really is um, the the music pumping. And, and it's energetic and, and yeah, just it's happy. It's happiness. Mm-hmm. And and when kids, you know, are introduced to that kind of happy, um, it empowers them. You know, they feel that they can do anything. Mm-hmm. 
because they're in that that you know mindset of it's just positive and, and wonderful for them. And you know, I heard an interesting statistic not too long ago, and it says that when a when a mo- mother is expecting, it's always good to play classical music before she has the baby because for some unknown reason the children absorb it inside the belly and they actually come out and they have a broader IQ or they're a little bit smarter or something happens. That's amazing. How does classical music do Well, well like actually, um, Dr. Alfred Tomatis, who is a, a French ear, nose, and throat specialist um, you know, in, during World War II, he used fiber optic cameras to, to look, have a look at a of fetus in utero, and, and he discovered that, that we can hear as human beings in utero at day 45. That's the first part of our brain that's fully functional. Nothing else works, but our hearing and our entire acoustic um, system is, is working and, and responds, you know, it, that capacity to hear and respond and process that sound works every single cell in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, if that strong oral foundation isn't isn't happening, all sorts of cognitive problems have happen later on. I mean, you, you know, just thinking about nature, we we don't see till seven and a half months later. But we're we're in this day and age, we're so visual, we're we're connected to basically iron iron hand coordination and icon recognition, and and kids are playing computer games for hours and hours and hours. And, and what that does is it shuts off the rest of your brain because you're not using it. It shuts off smell, it shuts off taste and touch and, you know, just a feeling, feel it, feeling the breeze, you know, in, at a beach or mountains or, you know, feeling the air temperature, air pressure changing the clouds and, you know, you know long distance, short distance, attention spans are, are shortening because we're turning off. Mm-hmm. You know, all our other senses. And what the brilliant thing about kinder jazz is it's a multi-sensory experience. And, and children desperately, desperately need it. So let me ask you this question now. I'm a parent, and I have a child that only listens to rap or only listens to some of these the songs that are good, but they're not technically music. But I want to get them more involved. How can I utilize what you do to help my child expand? I think just get them, you know, put the CD on in the car or, you know, wherever, and, and they'll, they'll listen. They, they really will. We, we've, we've had, um, you know, even 12 year olds think, well, you know, I'm not coming to, you know, to a kindergarten thing because that's for kindergarten kids. And yes, it is, but it, but it isn't as well because, um, it's real music. And, and I, we've had like 12 year olds who come, you know, through sufferance because you know, they've been dragged along and they couldn't be left at home. And they'll stand at the back of the hall, but eventually they're in the mosque dancing. It, it, it's, it, you know, I would say take them to a live concert. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the CDs are a sample of what happens live, but, but really it, it, it's that live experience that changes them. It, it, it does something magical to them. We, we've had kids um, just, just to tell you very briefly, there was, we were at the Powerhouse Museum once and there was this kid, a six-year-old, who had been brought in to, to his godmother for the day because his parents, he, he was severely autistic. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he couldn't speak. Um, he was rubbing feces on the walls, all that kind of stuff. He was screaming, like, constantly. Um, very, very hypersensitive to everything. 
and um, if his parents go have a have a rest for a day and give him to his his godmother. Uh, and so they came in, and, and we were kids guys were you know, sold out at a concert yet again. And and he came into the room while we had just finished the rehearsal. And I said, "I'll oh, come in, come in." And the parents were apologising. And he had what I noticed was he had this huge fish dictionary. It was heavy, you know, hardcover, and he was holding it like like a blankie, and he wouldn't let go. And and um, he didn't give me any eye contact. And I said, yeah, he can stay if he wants to. And the mum was going, oh, no, he, he hates music. It's too loud. And I, I agreed. And I thought, oh, yes, it probably is too loud. It's a big band. You know, there's going to be a lot of people in here. And I said, but, you know, you can stay if you want to. And and so so his parents, you know, kept close to him. They went and sat down in the, you know, put, put chairs just right up the front. And um, he went and, and when the music started, he went and stood right next to the drummer and this little six-year-old and, and everybody was dancing and we, we played for an hour. It's an interactive show, you know, with, with all the instruments and stuff and he just wouldn't, wouldn't move. He stood still for an hour and then at the end of the show, um, there was someone, um, someone was crying and I, and I looked over and looked at his dad and his dad was bawling his eyes out and I, I thought, oh, what's happened? Someone said something to him and and so I rushed over from the piano and you know, the other side of the stage, and um, this little boy pulled Ico, our, our conga player, down to his level, and he looked at him, and, and, you know, he was kind of like looking at his shirt, and he said, when you play the drums, it makes me happy. Wow. And so uh, and we were just speechless, because those were the first words he'd ever spoken in his entire life. So in that one hour of live music and interaction and all the horns and the saxophones, the trombones, the trumpets, you know, the drums, the double bass, he, something unlocked in his brain to be able to speak. That's amazing. At six years old. And, and you know, that kind of thing, it's magical. Music is magical. It goes into our bones and, and, and you know, our emotions. The thing is, children don't learn through these things. We're constantly doing IQ tests on them. They don't learn through the intellect. The intellect doesn't, you know, the IQ tests don't tell you their potential. Yeah. Every child is magnificent, absolutely magnificent. You know, they've got systems in in their bodies that work that no, you know, the smartest people on the earth can't reproduce. Right. They're digesting their food, their, you know, the brain writing algorithms to, to balance them every day, you know, so they don't fall over. Like, there's so many things happening, and, and, you, and music unlocks a lot of, it frees you, and people don't, but they, they're starting to with, with fMRI scans and, and EEGs, they're starting to realize that music, you introduce children to quality music, and it changes your life. It, gives, it makes your brain more alert. And and so you don't get diseases later on in life, you know, like cancer and heart disease and all that kind of stuff. It's actually, it's all, <laughs> we've seen it. Kids, kids are switched on um, when, when they're introduced to music. It's not just learning an instrument. It's, it's, it's the listening that really makes a difference. It does. Well, we are just about out of time because I want to be able to play one of your songs for our listeners so they can get a sample of what you do and hopefully go check it out. How can people find you and buy your CDs? 
It, we, we, we've got a website called kinderjazz.com, K-I-N-D-E-R-J-A-C-Z.com. You can find us on iTunes, on, on Google Music, on, on Amazon, CD Baby. Um, if you just Google Kinder Jazz, you'll, you'll, you'll get something that you can, you can have a listen to, a, you know, some samples and, and, and CDs are $15. Um, you, or you can download it. Um, yeah. There are many, many sites that you can download it off. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this amazing experience, and I'm hoping that people will understand the power of music and what it can do to anybody's soul. So thank you for coming on and, and spending some time with us. Thank you so much, Jason. Oh, you're welcome. And guys, we are going to be playing a sample of their song right after this, and then when we get back from that, we're going to be going to a commercial break. Shortly after that, more commentary and more commentary and interviews, so stay tuned. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends. Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. Hey, I'm Michael Rosander, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show. All right, we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed the guests that we had on today, and I hope you understand how important music is. And because of that, I want to continue on that tradition by ending the show with a little bit of music that well, uh, you probably haven't heard in a while, and it's going to be about the, the legendary swing. I love swing music. So that will be coming up here in just a little bit. But before I do that, I wanted to talk to you guys about something I really enjoy, and that is masks. Um, Masks have been a, I, I don't know why, but I just became fascinated with it when I went to Epcot. Uh, at the beginning of last year, I ran into a store in Italy, uh, in the Italy section, that were handcrafted uh, masks from Italy. And they're gorgeous. And um, I decided to try to use these in, and incorporate them into my artwork. And one of the things I found is that it does a couple of things. It kind of creates a mystery. You don't know if they're hiding from something or if they're trying to contain something. Um and it also kind of forces you to look at their eyes. And the, the pictures that I have taken so far, which was a dancer and a violinist, the, the masks really accentuate their eyes. It is so powerful. And I was lucky enough to go bring these pictures to Epcot, to the Italian store that sells these things, and they love the pictures. And they're going to be doing something with them, I'm hoping, because uh, they told me that they were working on it, but they needed my approval. And uh, I'm really excited for that opportunity, especially in in a place that I absolutely adore. I love Disney. And I know some people have some hate, love-hate things with them, but the original Disney and everything that I, everything about Disney to me is just amazing. Their creativity and their passion for what they do. And I try to instill that same thing into my work. So to have my work incorporated with Disney, it's a dream come true. And... Um, I, I don't know why, but it's it's amazing how these little things can make such a big impact on some art. So what I'm trying to tell you is open up your eyes to something. You never know when you're going to run into something that's going to be so important or play such a 
major role in in whatever you're going to do, whether it be artwork, whether it be um, your music or something. Something will inspire you, and you can use what you have around you to make something better. That's the moral of the story. But I do want you to go check out my work. So go to www.imaginationartstudios.com. There you'll be able to see these two pictures, these two series of pictures, and I have one more coming up because I bought a beautiful eye mask that just covers the eyes, but it's black and gold, so I cannot wait to try and incorporate something into this particular mask. Now, everybody, go check out our, our website uh, for the radio, which is www.theamemagazine.com. Stop by, check out, and see all the upcoming guests we have. We have a ton of guests coming up for 2016 here, just throughout January and February, and you can see all of our past shows, our our archives, our uh, upcoming guests, our past guests. You can even go to our to our magazine, which is the AME uh, Magazine, which is Arts and Entertainment. That is on the same link at the uh, AME Magazine. And you can check out our television series uh, where we go on all kinds of adventures all over the place. I know you're going to love that stuff. And for 2016, we have a new series called, or a new segment of the TV show called Historical People and Places. So we're going to take you to some great places and see some graves of, of very important people that help change our world. And uh, as we know it today, so that's going to be coming up. So go check out those those uh, TV shows, our magazine, our radio show. We're here for you. We want to hear from you too. If you're an artist, please let us know and uh, you know submit submit an inquiry. We we want to help you get your art out there. We are your voice. Very important to know that. So. Without further ado, I'm going to be going and turning over the uh, rest of the show to music, and I'm going to say goodbye here. So everybody, until next week, keep those creative juices flowing. Look around you. Be inspired by something. Never close your eyes. Never put on blinders. Okay? Have a good week, guys. We'll, t- we'll see you next week. Enjoy the music, and stay tuned. <laughs> 